0: I hope you're having a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to the Lead with Levity podcast where we talk about how can we create safe, supportive, and fun environments for people so they can do their best work. Speaking of, have you ever wondered why people have midlife crises? (laughs) Why they sort of, you know, after 25 years of marriage, just decide to throw in the towel and give it all up and, you know, go back into the the dating pool, (laughs) swipe left, swipe right? Have you ever wondered why someone would quit their job, and go do something completely different after a successful, successful career. Have you ever wondered why people get burned out? Well, that's something that I think about a lot. You know, it's, I'm always kind of curious about why people do what they do. And one thing that's interesting to me is adulting is something that I'm starting to wonder if the concept of adulting is flawed. And how we train children and teenagers and young adults, if the messages that we give people, if all of that is super duper flawed, you know, we learn at a very young age to ignore our impulses, to forget about the things that we're passionate about. Sometimes, I mean, not everybody, not everybody. Some people, you know, were given the support for their passions. But we've been taught to sort of restrain ourselves in in different facets of life and depending on what job you took on uh, if you went to college you know whatever whatever your path was you may have gotten very very good at restraining yourself holding back protecting who you really are on the inside protecting your ideas from other people's criticism and critique and you know just their opinions you may have gotten really 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 good at showing a side of yourself that is pleasant and pleasing and polished you know and that takes energy it takes focus and there's a little bit of acting a little bit of method acting involved in that I doubt that many of us going into work would consider ourselves method actors but I would like to just put out there that if you found yourself in a position where you're doing things for other people to make other people happy then you've been a method actor for quite some time and you've just gotten better and better and better at it over the years to the point where one day you may wake up and go, who am I really? What do I really want? What makes me happy? And I'd like to submit to you today <laughs> that perhaps that's what is the straw for some people, where they wake up and they say, man, I've been doing all of this to make other people happy. And I'm I'm." my ship is swaying to and fro because this person has this opinion over here so I'm doing what I can to kind of appease them and this person has this meat over here so I'm doing what I can to make them happy and, and you're just all over the place because people are all over the place. So where am I going with this? <laughs> We're talking about authenticity today and it's not something that is a nice to have, it's something that's a need to have, especially if you want to have a fulfilling life, if you want to help others achieve their potential. It's not about suppressing what we have in us, it's about finding room for that too. So um, I'm looking forward to this conversation that I'm going to share with you with Michelle Harris, CEO of The Boss Track. And we have, you know, really just a, a good conversation about, hey, what is it about this, this thing called authenticity? Why do we talk about it? And how, how can I help myself? How can you help yourself? So that at the end of the day, you feel like you are, you are bringing your full self to work and you're not making a compromise on that you're not waking up one day going who am i really (laughs) i have no idea so i'm looking forward to this conversation and i if if anything that i just said resonates with you please listen to the full episode and if you're not in that in that situation if you feel like wow you know i feel like i show up as me all day every day in whatever circumstance i'm in that is a beautiful thing that is a very beautiful thing Listen to the full episode because there may be something that you need to share with someone else. Because there's so many people out there who are doing what they feel that they need to do to survive. Appeasing others and showing up in a way that they feel that they have to. Because that's, that's the mold they feel that they need to fit in. So it's important. Let's dive in. Don't worry, there will be no tears today. <laughs> it's just a topic that, you know, we don't always talk about. We, we kind of mention the buzzword, but we don't really dive into it. But for the next 20 minutes we're going to go there. It's time for a sneak peek. Sneak peek, sneak peek. Being your authentic
1: self, that is actually the core of everything that we build in our programs. We actually have an authentic leader model because being authentic is hard, you, especially coming into a new role where you feel like you have to play a role. You're not sure if, you're, if you need to be hard on people if you need to like drive results or if you need to step back and let Mm. everybody do what they need to do and building trust requires that authenticity because if you try to be somebody that you're not your people your team is going to know that they're going to recognize that they're not going to feel comfortable with you they're going going to feel like you're hiding something. So I think really being authentic to yourself and then really that allows your team also to be authentic to who they are and grow in their roles in that way.
2: And now on with the show. When you're feeling the pressure, take a moment to step back, pick up your marbles and choose to lead with levity join us on the Lead with Levity podcast for fireside chats that will fill your bucket and help you get back to being the leader you were meant to be. Now here's your host, Dr. Heather Walker. We're not making that mistake today. Mm -mm. Everyone, welcome back to the Lead with Levity podcast. I am so happy and grateful that you are here with us today. And on the line, I have Michelle Harris, the CEO of The boss track. That is the boss track. Do not go to boss track.com. Just not going to get the kind of information that we're talking about here on this podcast. You're going to get something completely different. So, this is Michelle Harris, CEO of the boss track. Michelle, how are you today?
1: I'm wonderful. How are you today?
2: I'm feeling good, ripping and running from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting. meeting. Yes. (laughs) You know how that is. I do. Yes. Yes, yes. You know, it's interesting when I used to work in the office and I'd have back to back meetings that usually looked like me literally sort of fast walking, you know, sashaying, shuffling from from conference room to conference room and now it looks like all right, hold on, I've got to get out of this link and I have to open up this other link real quick <laughs> because yeah. the meeting will start right on time. And, you know, can I, can I squeeze in a bite or two in between the next session? We'll see.
1: Yep. Yeah. Completely get it. I'm work from home as well. And it feels like I am clicking on one link and then another link and trying to keep track of where I need to be just sitting at my desk.
2: (laughs) You know, what's amazing to me is how much time I've saved from not commuting. And, and by that, I mean, I literally mean not commuting. So I'm starting to schedule meetings that are face-to-face meetings now, Mm face-to-face again. And I'm finding it really tricky because I'm so used to basically packing my schedule with, all right, I'm blocking off work time. I'm blocking off, you know, these meetings and I can have back-to-back meetings if I want. But when you're meeting people face to face. Now there's drive time and there's yeah. traffic and all of those things. And I'm I don't know about you, but I'm finding it kind of hard to transition back into that. Are are you starting to have face-to-face meetings yet?
1: Yes, yeah, I am. And you and I have the same problem. I am not great at putting that travel t- time in my calendar. So I feel like I'm constantly looking at my calendar and saying no, I need an hour before I need an hour after to make sure I really need to get better. I, I did try a time blocking as mm. a time management system at one point, but it ended up being more time consuming than I was willing to put into it. But so I, I try, I try to be conscious of that, but yeah, I have the same problem.
2: Yeah. It's kind of like a project management software, right? Where yeah. you have to have someone there dedicated to making sure everything stays up to date and you know, you're, you're kind of monitoring where your status is and all of that stuff. I recently tried a program and they're, they're not paying me to say this people, but I tried a program called motion and it basically uses AI where you tell it, these are all my tasks. This is how long I think it's going to take. And then it magically puts it on your calendar. So it it blocks the time for you, which was great for me because if I, block time and then I didn't get to it or something like that. Well, it's almost like it's gone. It's not like I'm going to go back and say, oh, well, I didn't get to it. Let me move it to the next you know, available time slot in my calendar. Now it's like, no, the AI just magically moves it for me if I don't click that I did it, which was really, really cool. So I think there's some tools out there that might even help you get back on track with, with time management you know, and and figuring out your schedule.
1: Yeah. Did you say motion or notion?
2: Motion with an M, motion. like motion okay. of the ocean. You know, yeah, moving around.
1: I use I use Notion, and I was like, wow, I did not know they had that capability. I was gonna go right in after our conversation and look for that but, and check um, it out. I use Notion. Meet myself, and I, I don't get paid by them either. But that's the only that's the way I stay organized. I have everything in in Notion
2: we'll both have to go back to our respective companies our providers and say hey we we mentioned you i would like <laughs> i would like my fair due
1: <laughs> <laughs> definitely
2: so michelle thank you so much for joining me today i am looking forward to learning a little bit more about the boss track can you tell me more about it
1: sure we are a women's leadership development company focused on providing training content and community for primarily new women leaders. So women that are getting ready to step into their first leadership role, or that are new managers and, and trying to determine how do I make that transition from individual contributor to a leader. And sometimes that means that we're talking with people that have been leaders for 10, 15 years, because they still feel like they're struggling because they never got that training or um, development from the company with when they transition. So we're we try to fill that role. We're like like we are mm-hmm. very focused on new leaders, executive training, just primarily just that 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 audience.
2: So we're living in some really interesting times right now. And I can only imagine the challenges that you're helping people work through especially when we're considering all of this wonderful technology that is allowing us to do hybrid work when we're considering the the changes that companies are going through to survive or to hunker down <laughs> for yeah. for the economy and what we're seeing with what's happening with the economy and everything what would you consider to be some of the most challenging aspects of new leadership in this day and age?
1: Well, I don't think that the challenges really change from what they were before. The foundation that you need to have is building trust with your team. And that's really the most important goal. And uh, you actually work for your team and they you bring out the best in, in them. So I would say number one, always, whether you're leading in person or leading remotely is starting to build trust with your team. But but if I think about the challenges that I see have when they step into a leadership role, they are really delegating, which is whether it's they feel like their team already has too much on their plate, and they don't want to pass on information. Mm -hmm. Or they just feel like they can do it better themselves, and or they can do it faster, and they don't take the time to move it on. Giving critical feedback is also a a big challenge that people have. And how how do you give that feedback in a kind, empathetic way? And again, that's really not something that's it's just the way you're going to give it is is different when you're working remotely and hybrid then also really making sure that they understands the priorities and this is where i would say it, it's it's important that you stay in touch with your team and i know that can be very difficult with this new environment mm-hmm. but one of the things we talk about is making sure that you're meeting with your team and having that those one-on-one meetings, having a team meeting where everybody gets together, just because everybody can get really wrapped up in the day-to-day, especially now when we're all working remotely, and we do have these meetings where we're going from meeting to meeting to meeting, it's easy to say, okay, well, we have this one-on-one every week or every two weeks, we can let this slide, but that becomes dangerous, and I think even more so when when you're working remotely. And because that really keeps everybody on top of what are the priorities, what are the difficulties that people are having? And you, as a leader, can then coach and help your team move move forward,
2: yeah, something I would also kind of add to that. what I've discovered and and found to be true is those frequent touch points make it easier to provide feedback because you have a relationship
0: with that mm-hmm. person.
2: and, they see you. They they don't just see you when mm. times are bad or when they've made a mistake or something's wrong. Mm. There's a crisis. They see you in the good times too, and they know that you're them in in both circumstances, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Like like I said, I think building that trust with your team is number one priority as a leader. And you're not going to do that if you're not having those t- that time. Especially when you're working remotely and not seeing anybody, when you go to the lunchroom or passing by in the hallway, you can't have those like little light conversations, like how how is your family, how's your your dog doing, what you know, what did you do over the weekend? Having that time is even more important to to build that relationship. I completely agree.
2: Mm, Yes, yes, and when you're working to build trust and to make sure that you're setting that foundation what would be a game changer if everyone kind of understood how to do that? Like what aspect of that would be a game changer if people understood it? That's a great
1: question. I would say being your authentic self, that is actually the core of everything that we build in our programs. We actually have an authentic leader model because being authentic is hard, you especially coming into a new role where you feel like you have to play a role. You're not sure if you're, if you need to be hard on people, if you need to like drive results, or if you need to step back and let mm. everybody do what they need to do. And building trust requires that authenticity, because if you try to be somebody that you're not Your people, your team is going to know that. They're going to recognize that. They're not going to feel comfortable with you. They're going to to feel like you're hiding something. So I think really being authentic to yourself and then really that allows your team also to be authentic to who they are and grow in their roles in that way.
2: I'd like to dive a little bit more into that. So this Being Your Authentic Self program, I agree that it's really important you want to make sure that you're showing the true side of you. <laughs> and of course, we all are multifaceted and how you behave. The you around your ma might be different than the you around a lover, for example, or in a professional setting, like very different the way you present, but you are still you at the end of the day. Yeah. And I'm just kind of curious about this program. Like, how do you teach people how to be themselves?
1: Well, I don't think that you can actually teach it. I think you can encourage it. And that's what we do. We talk, we talk about it. We bring visibility to it. We ask them questions. How are they acting? How are they coming to the table in different situations? Our all of our programs are very interactive. They have scenarios and situations that they put themselves in. It really makes them think about things. And that's really how we approach it is to continue to bring visibility and question their decision making and where they're coming from when they're thinking about certain things. Mm. Okay. I'm not sure if that answers your question. I don't. No, uh, no, 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 no. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to dive in. That, <laughs> I'd like to know that there's actually an answer for actually teaching it, other than you know just to continue to bring visibility to it.
2: So you are you, and when we talk about being inauthentic, it's and and being more authentic, it's like we're pulling away these layers that we've placed over our, our true selves, right? This layer mm-hmm. of what it means to be a professional in this setting, how I should look, things I should yeah. say, how I should behave, all the shoulds <laughs> where we've just got layers and layers of shoulds. And we, we start to pull all of that away. So I, I want to dive in a little bit more, if you'll indulge me, because we, I I always want to try and share practical tips and yeah. things that our listeners can try and really just kind of take and chew on play with these ideas so are there sort of signs signals warning signs even that you are not fully being your authentic self in a certain situation what what signs would you tell someone to look for
1: Mm-hmm. That's a that's a great question. I think really coming, I guess, coming at something and feeling uncomfortable about it yourself. I think everybody has their inner inner voice and inner sense that when they're not coming from a place of being themselves, that they just feel uncomfortable, they dislike what they're doing. they feel, that they're being judged. And that's hard, because I know that that can come from a lot of different places, too. But, but to be honest, I think a lot of people don't even know who they are. So Mm -hmm. one of the exercises we do go through is to really sit down and we have a worksheet where people really say, if they were going to be a leader that was true to who they were, what does that look like? I mean, going like what, how would they talk? Mm -hmm. How would they dress? What would things would they say to people and, you know, really identifying that. And then once you start going out into the world with what you've identified, and if you feel that it's not congruent, you know, then, then you're, you're not being authentic to yourself. And I mean, that, that also requires time and taking time for yourself each week to really kind of think about how you're showing up, which is another, uh, obviously, Hard thing to take that time to be aware. Mm.
2: It's a really interesting thing. You know, there's, I think it's called method acting, where you have these actors that they get so deep into their role that they take on the persona and they don't just Mm -hmm. practice, they like become that person. They do everything that they can to become that person. And there have been these cases where actors have felt like they lost their sense of self and their identity. And they had a hard time even figuring out who am I after, <laughs> after we're done shooting yeah. this film or whatever. And I was thinking that as well, that if a lot of people have taken on not just identities, but they've taken on the expectations of others for so long that it could be really, really hard to know what do I really think about this? And is this really something that makes sense for me? And is this really me or am Mm -hmm. I really doing this for someone else? Am I doing this for clout? Am I doing this for, for attention, for a sense of belonging? Why am I doing this? Am I doing it because it brings me joy and happiness Mm -hmm. and I feel free and it feels natural or is it is it something that almost feels forced and there's all this pressure associated with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think there's two things to that. One is another I mean there are times when not you don't play a role but you know to get to the next level there are certain ways to think about things or maybe you need to dress a little differently to come across as professional. <laughs> So I, th- I think there are times when you need to start looking at kind of things a little differently for yourself, but mm-hmm. how to make it work for you, because there's always a way that, you know, gives you comfort that will give you that level of comfort, even though, you know, cause I mean, we all want to wear t-shirts and yoga pants, but, you know, in some situations that can come across as unprofessional and, you know, mm-hmm. if you're a manager and you want to be considered a director and then, you know, executive, you know, there are people that still kind of evaluate appearances like that. And there are times that you ha- have to kind of play that that role. But I think you also have to know that it, getting back to knowing who you are, you have to know when you're doing that and know that you're making that choice And the other thing that I was going to say is one of the other important things that you need to do is really ask for feedback. So in those one-on-one meetings, don't be afraid to ask for feedback from your team. Like, how are you doing? What what can you do better? What what, uh, maybe made you feel uncomfortable this week? Because I think you can get, get a lot of valuable information from those conversations as well, whether you know, what are the answers you're getting? And how does that make you feel? And does that make you feel like who you are? Or, you know, are you presenting yourself in a way that you feel uncomfortable with?
2: Right, exactly. Exactly. What would you say is a way that someone as they're stepping into this new leadership role, it can be really exciting. It can yeah. be really scary. <laughs> it can be all the things like, all the things. I I remember my first leadership role, I I got really excited. Like, well, I I was very scared. I'm not going to lie. I was very, very scared. (laughs) I thought, I don't have all of the information that I need to have. Like, I, I felt like I have information, but I didn't have the experience. And I had people on my team who were older than me, and I just didn't necessarily have the confidence. So I felt like I had to fake it until I made it and it, that can be a really scary road to walk on it can feel a little bit isolating so mm-hmm. how do you how do you have fun like what advice do you have to new leaders so that you can they can have fun along the way they're not paralyzed by imposter syndrome or feeling like they're on an island or like they have to have it all together?
1: Well, I, I do recommend we have a podcast called Her Hype Squad with Boss mm-hmm. Trek And we named it that because I believe every new leader, every leader, every woman in business needs to have a hype squad. So one of those, if you're feeling down and unsure of yourself, you know, having those, that group of women or group of peers that you can, call up, go have coffee with, have a zoom zoom call with if you're remote and just talk about how you're feeling and you know having a pact with that group that anytime anybody's feeling down that they're going to be their cheerleader and bring up the all the, the good things and help them through those times. We I also recommend you know having power poses if you feel, down. And I mean, that can be fun, because you can feel a little goofy doing it sometimes, but really stretching your body and just, you know, throwing your arms up in the air and yelling, yes, I mean, at times, I mean, it just gets your blood flowing, and again, can make you feel goofy and laugh. And also, you know, having that those songs that can boost up your confidence make you dance at your desk and make you feel better and get you past it, because it's, not anything you're going to get away from, especially as a new leader, you're going to have those times where you just are unsure of what you're doing, what you're thinking, whether you're approaching things right. And I mean, even 30 years, every, every step along the way, you're taking on something new and, you know, and nobody is immune to imposter syndrome. I mean, Oprah Winfrey and Michelle Obama have talked about having, imposter syndrome so if they're talking about it you know it's 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 a normal thing so it's just being prepared when you're faced with those times to to know what to do
2: what's your power song do you have a power oh, song oh my
1: gosh <laughs> my power song I mean, I have so many but unstoppable is definitely one. Oh my yeah I think that's a big one for
2: me unstoppable awesome mm-hmm. awesome yeah. It's one of those things where uh, it's funny. There's actual research <laughs> that connects the power posing to feelings of confidence. Cause it, it's primal, right? You've got yeah. your body language. When, when you're looking at animals, the animals that have that they're shrinking, they're making themselves smaller it, from a primal perspective. They're not considered to be the leader in that group. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that you bring that up because yeah, as a leader, it's really important to look at your body language too, because that is a visible sign to other people, how yes. confident you are and people can kind of pick out who's the leader in the room based on their body language, which I find fascinating. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's interesting. I'm not an expert in body language, but we do talk about body language because there are basics that everybody should know. And it's definitely shoulders back, keeping your arms open, making sure you're not closing yourself off to other people, walking in a certain way. So we do talk about that. I do think it's important to start as a new leader, to be aware and make sure you're presenting yourself in in the best way. But I do want to mention too, since we're talking about fun things, one of the, an important thing is to make sure you're having regular team meetings. And I think a big part of those team meetings is our team building activities. And that's another fun way it's not necessarily getting you past uh, you know a break in confidence but it's mm. a really good way to build that trust with your team and have them build trust with each other and i'm not talking about just like you know trust falls and all that but there are so many team building activities you can do and and to get your team to have a lot of fun and laugh together because i think you know those bonding moments are so important and everybody should find those times to have fun at work because you, I mean, you are spending so much time at work and, and, you know, as a leader, it's really your responsibility to make sure you're providing those outlets to everyone. So I've had a lot of questions because people don't think you can do team building as effectively when you're working remotely, but Mm -hmm. there are so many team building activities. If you go online that you can do virtually and they can be a lot of fun.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. We've had, we've talked to some really interesting leaders on this podcast who have done some out-of-the-box things and some not so out-of-the-box things. I think at the end of the day, you have to have a heart for it. And when you have a heart for it, you're going to find a way to make it happen. And people are going to feel that. They're going to, they're going to know that you care and, and that's going to make all the difference. So thank you. This has been a really good conversation. If anyone is interested in learning more about The Boss Track, where should they go?
1: Well, they can go to our website, which is www.thebosstrack.com. They can go to our Instagram page, which is at The Boss Track. They can find us on LinkedIn. Like I said, we have a podcast called Her Hype Squad with Boss Track and that's on Apple, Spotify and everywhere else you find a podcast and then we have a newsletter where we provide some fun interesting lighthearted things along with leadership videos, articles that we found important and helpful to new leaders. So really any of those ways you can find us. We're always here and very accessible.
2: Nice. Awesome. Michelle, thank you for joining us today and I look forward to checking out all of those resources.
1: Great. I look forward to talking to you again soon. This has been a wonderful conversation. I appreciate the time. Thank you.
2: Thanks for tuning in to the Lead with Levity podcast. To get resources mentioned in this episode and find out what we're all about, check us out at leadwithlevity.com.